and uh, we are going to get started right away. So Jorge says, good morning, Monica as well, Pablo, Eli. All right, let's get started. So uh, my brother and I have been working on this uh, habits, right? Characteristics uh, of top agents. Uh, we had the opportunity to spend the weekend together. We were writing some things and uh, we've been working on it because on uh, Thursday, we have a large, large event. It's sold out already. So for those of you who do not have a ticket, please don't call me, ask me for a ticket. I would love to give you one, uh, but unfortunately it's sold out. It's uh, at max capacity. So uh, it's just, there's no more seats, right? So we've been talking and one of the uh, topics we're gonna be discussing is the 10 habits of highly successful real estate agents. So the water, the, the, the successful real estate agents, what are the characteristics? What are the, the commonalities that those agents have, right? A lot of agents do different things all right, but those different things, uh, the, a lot of agents do different things, but a lot of those agents do a few things that all of them have, you know, all of them have in common. And I want to share those with you. So let me get started right here. Share on the first one. Today is the 23rd, right? Right here, the 23rd of August, already getting ready for Q4. Fast, fast year. Who would have thought that 2020? was going to be so, so critical in real estate. And who would have thought real estate was gonna be so good in 2021, all right? Remember guys, real estate, the industry is usually not as good as it is right now. We're in a high, 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 high tide. So we gotta get ready and prepare. All right, so let's get started. 10 habits of successful real estate agents. Number one, and we talked about that this morning with another group, clear, 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 small, short-term goals. Small, but more important, short-term goals. So many agents talk about, you know, the importance of, um, many people talk about the importance of having goals. Yes, but most of those goals are what? Monthly, quarterly, or yearly. Most people said what? What type of goals? Monthly, quarterly, or yearly? What do you guys think? Yearly. Yearly, exactly. Yearly. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, engaging, guys. So here's the problem with yearly goals. Yearly goals lack one very important ingredient, which is urgency. Got it? Urgency. How many things do you get done the day you go, the day before you go on vacation? So let's say you have to be at the airport and look at Jenny going like this, right? So let's say you got to be at the airport at 7 p.m. You tell me how many things you get done. A lot, right? Why? I look at Marcus laughing, right? Marcus, because we know there is urgency. We got to get it done. If not, we're going to be two weeks on vacation. There's no way we're going to get things done. So I'm going to write this down more. The example of the airport, airport example, right? Think about the airport, right? And how many things you get done. So yearly goals, it's not that they are bad. But they give you some yearly goals, yearly, all right? Give you the clarity, all right, of what you want to do, but don't give you the urgency. So you need to have very clear goals, short-term, meaning quarterly, right? And that's why we do the quarterly retreats, right? We go to a very specific city. We go to Orlando. This time, we're going to have it in Miami, Florida. And we meet for three days. Usually, we stay at a hotel. Usually, no. We stay at a, at a hotel for three days. What? 
planning for the next quarter, not for the next year, but only for the next quarter. What are the three to five top projects, things that we want to develop, skills, right? That we want to develop in order to accomplish our goal for the next 90 days, right? So we're gonna be doing that here, the sixth, the seventh, no, no, the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth of October, planning for Q4 2021. We're gonna meet at the Miami Marriott Airport for three days, we're gonna stay there, right? And the, the idea is, and Jenny, you've been there, and the idea is not only to, to, to plan the goals, but but communicate with other real estate agents to learn from them. We have panels, et cetera, right? So yearly, quarterly, monthly, but as important, and I might say even more important, daily goals, daily goals. What are your goals for today? So I'll give you right here my example, my calendar right here. These are my four goals and they're in red right here for today. These four things, most of you won't even be able to read it because my handwriting is not as good. So, so I have those four goals. Yes, this is my calendar for today. The whole thing for today, right? The whole thing for today, even my lunch is scheduled, my family time schedule, but I identify four very specific goals for today that if I accomplish those four goals today, I can consider today, Monday, August 23rd, 2021, a very successful day. Got it? Very, very important. Right? What are your goals for today? So that's number one, clear goals. Number two, daily routine, daily routine. What's your daily routine? We have identified that for most agents, there is a daily routine. Most successful agents have a daily routine. It's not always the same. For some people, and I, know, I don't know if I have Thomas Hoffman here today, right? His uh, daily routine is walking for an hour in the morning. For me, it's I wake up and the first thing that I do is yoga and transcendental meditation, right? That's for me. It works for me. It doesn't have to work for you. You don't have to do exactly what I do or what Thomas does, right? What works for you? But, but having a habit is very, very, very important. Why? Habits equal discipline, right? And that discipline, you carry it to what? To your business. So waking up every single day at the same time, waking up every single day to do the same thing creates a habit, creates a discipline, right? So I have a game for myself. I don't play with anybody else, right? How many days I've been doing yoga without stopping, even if it is 10 minutes. It can be less than 10 minutes. It can be an hour and a half if I want, right? But every single day of my life, and I'm very proud to count every single day streaks, right? Not missing a single day. It creates a habit. It creates the discipline, right? So what's yours? Waking up at different times, you know, uh, and just putting up your, your clothes and going to work, it's very disorganized. So we want to make sure that we have a clear, clear habit, all right? Uh, Monica says, Orlando, when you mentioned this morning that you use an app for your to-do list. Can you please share the name of the app? Thank you. Yes. So I'm going to go into that right now. Uh, some tools, Monica, so I'm going to mention that. But before, let me continue right here into the habits. So that's number two. What is your daily routine? Usually the most important daily routine we have to protect, please write this down, is your morning routine, routine, your morning routine. Why the morning routine is so important? Well, very simple. 
because it's when we are usually most productive. It's the time of the day when we have the most energy. Got it? So we need to protect that time of the day, usually from the, that, the time we wake up to the time we go to lunch. After we go to lunch, automatically our body, once we eat, right, heavy, it lowers your level of productivity by default, all right? Because now it has to digest food. It's, it's just science. It's just nature. Got it? So from the time you wake up to the time you go to lunch is your most productive time of the day. So on those hours, you need to make sure you schedule your most productive activities, which are what? Three things. Specialized knowledge. Try to learn something around 6.30, 7 p.m. It's very difficult, right? You don't have the, cap the capacity. And Juan goes like this, right? Uh, listen, I open my computer around 7 and I'm just circling emails, right? One after the other. And I, and I don't even know what to delete. What I, I'm just stuck. I'm just stuck looking at the computer. It's just, I'm just tired. My, my mind is not processing. Listen, like any other machine, right? If you are in the car, the car has to stop a certain point, right? You have to stop it. Hey, sometimes you're working with the computer. What happens to the computer? It starts making a sound, right? It's, it's heating. The computer needs a break. Right, our brain needs a break too. So by seven, you're toasted. You're done for the day. Got it? So what are the most important activities? Three things, right? Specialized knowledge, marketing, and then what? Sales conversations. Let's try to have those sales conversations early, early in the morning when I have the most energy. And when the person, my client is talking to me, have the most energy as well. By 7.38, my clients are tired. They don't retain the information. They just want to get, get you know, want to have the conversation over as soon as possible. Granted, sometimes your client is only going to be available at night. Okay, that's okay. Got it. I'd rather have that conversation, you know, at, at a 50, 60% than not have the conversation at all. But I want to try to do those three things before lunch specialized knowledge, marketing, and sales conversations. Got it? What is your daily routine? Protect your daily routine, especially your morning one, right? So let's see if I have any other comment right here. I don't think so. Okay, uh, uh, Orlando, Carlos, motivation gets you started, but discipline, I love I loved that quote. Thank you, Carlos. Motivation gets you started. But discipline, in other words, habits keep you going 100%. Thank you, Carlos, for that quote. All right. So, Orlando, you mentioned this morning that you use an app for your to-do list. Can you please share the name of the app? Thank you. So I'm going to share with you right here. You can see it. You're going to see it right here. In uh, your, You can look at it in the App Store or in Android right here. It's this one right here. You see? Total do, to do, let do. That's the one that I use. Got it? You guys can see it? Can you guys see it? Jenny, you can see it? Just the icon, Orlando, not the name. You, you can see the name behind? Okay, so I'm going to write it down right here. It's very, it's like $19 a year. It's very, very cheap. So I'm going to put, thank you guys for letting me know. 
two T O O D L E D O right here, right there. That's the uh, the app that I've been using for years, at the least I would say ten years, at least ten years. Very efficient, very effective. They are always upgrading that information, so I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Very expensive as well. All right. Uh, Orlando, I also recommend Asana. Jeff, you see Jeff uses Asana. I try Asana before. It's not for me, all right? But hey, listen, guys, try different ones. And I try different ones too while using Toodledo, right? I've used uh, Monday, Mondays.com. I use that one too. I have uh, Trello, uh, but the one that works for me, it's Toodledo. They are so inexpensive. For most of them, Asana, Jeffrey, right? You can even get the, the, uh, the free version. Just try it. All right, and if you like it, great. I've been using Toodledo for many years, and I always trying to improve my methods. I try other apps. So again, I have Trello, I have I had Asana. I didn't like them as much as I like Toodledo. At the end of the day, it's not about the software of the or the app. At, at the end of the day, it's getting used to using it. Maybe you know I didn't like Asana as much because I'm used to Toodledo, but maybe it has way better capabilities. By the way, Asana is way more famous, uh, Jeffrey. And I bet it has way more subscribers than, than the one that I use. So that, that's a very popular one, right? But at the end of the day, guys, uh, and when people ask me, I'm gonna deviate a little bit. When people ask me, what, what's the best CRM? What's the CRM you recommend? You know what the best CRM in the market is? The number one CRM in the market, better than any other one. You guys ready? The one that you use every day. See, here's the thing. CRMs, the one you like exactly, Monica, the one you like. So when people ask me, okay, Orlando, what do you think about top producer, all CRM from the 90s, right? And not, not that many people use it anymore. Why? Because all CRMs, they have a learning curve, but they also have a forgetting curve. So you need, when you buy a software, you need, before you buy the software, ask yourself, not only do I have the financial capacity, or can I invest the money on the CRM or the app, whatever it is, or the tool? But do I have the investment of time needed to learn and master that application, that CRM? Got it? Because it's going to be frustrating at the beginning. So Toodledo, I gave you the name, Monica, right? Toodledo is very, very good. But I invested the time on learning how to use it. Got it? So I don't want you guys to get frustrated. It's not about the CRM or the tool. It's all about us getting used to it. All right? Very, very cool. All right, let's see if I, the, one, uh, the one you like. Exactly. So here we go. Let's go into the third one that I need to make sure that you guys understand. understand. So 10 habits of successful agents. Number three, perpetual students, right? Per -per perpetual students. They study every single day. You see the top, top agents, and I quote again, uh, Thomas, I highly recommend you go to YouTube or go to Montiel Organization, go to MontielOrganization.com, and in the top right corner, you're going to see, let me see right here, you're going to see the interviews with top, top, top real estate agents around the nation. So I'm gonna show you right here where you can go, right here, you go here, share screen so you go to our site before signing in 
And right here, you're going to see the Miami Real Estate Show. The Miami Real Estate Show. I highly recommend, if you haven't seen those interviews, that you watch those interviews. Very inspiring. You're going to learn a lot from those top, top, top agents. Very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting, right? So Thomas Hoffman, who is always usually here, he says something very interesting. I study at least every day for 15 to 20 minutes. And he says that in 15 to 20 minutes, it's not that much. You don't need more than that, by the way. You don't need more than 15 to 20 minutes. What you need is that consistency, creating the habit. Because I'd rather just study the same thing, by the way, the same thing over and over and over and over again for 15 to 20 minutes a day than two hours on a Sunday reading a book or a course. You, you won't retain it. Got it? That's why the frequency is so important. In order to, to take information, information has no value. Got it? And we said it this morning, right? Information has no value. Why? Well, you want to prove all that? Where's the best place to find information? Which one is the best place to find information? What do you think it is? Google. How much is Google? Zero. Zero. Information is free. Now, how to interpret and use that information, right? It's skills, it's knowledge, and then skills. And the only way to understand, to interpret, and to use that information is through repetition of the same information. Got it? So if, 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 if you're with me, you know, two, three days a week, you'll see that I'm reading the same books that I've been reading for the past 10 years. Six is always the same books. I'm always adding a new one at a two, uh, at twice as speed, because I, to me, reading is way too slow. I used to read, but now with Audible, right? So I think, so I'm going to give you a, a hint right, right here. When somebody recommends me a book, I buy it in, in, uh, in Audible, and at the same time, I buy it in Kindle, right? So I'm driving, I'm shaving, I'm doing exercises, I'm walking in the afternoon after I leave the office, and I'm listening to it. And at the same time, the pages on the Audible are flipping, right? And it's telling you where the book is it's at that moment, by second. So I'm listening to it, and it's going, it's telling me where it's, where it's in, the, in the Kindle. So if I like something, I immediately highlight it. Got it? So I just keep going, and I finish a book usually within three or four days. And if I don't like the book, I don't need to finish the book. If you recommend me a book, I'll buy it. Right, and if within the first half an hour, 40 minutes, I don't like it, I, you don't have to finish any book. Buy as many, as, if somebody recommends you a book, buy it. Don't even, I just buy it. It's, it's $30 between the audio and the, uh, the card. Just buy it, just buy it. Start li listening to it, right? So what happens is every time you highlight in your Kindle, guess what? Amazon has, has what's called Amazon Highlights. Got it? So you go online to Amazon Highlights and you have all the things you highlighted in the book. Basically, a summary of the book. Got it? Automatically. Now you can print that. I don't print anymore. I, you know, that's like so 1930s. I print. And my wife talked to me yesterday. We need to print something for the school. I said, what? 
print some sprint. No, eh? Just send it to me via email. I'll sign it here via email and I'll email it to them. I'm printing something. That's something's gonna happen to my, my fingers if I print some. I don't know if I'm gonna cut myself with a page with a with paper. No way, no printing. I don't wanna wanna get dirty with the printer. I'm not we're not in the 1930s. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is you now have the summary, right? So perpetual learners learning every single day. But again, if you like a book don't jump into the next one so quick go back to it and read it again i'm reading for like i don't know i don't know how many times i read it never split the difference right which is one of my favorite negotiating book and i think i see so many of you uh, listen to it before but how many times have you read that book go back to it again listen to the principles right read the techniques over and over again Listen, split the difference is divided in seven specific techniques to persuade people, right? He's the top FBI negotiator in history. Top FBI negotiator in history. He explains to you seven techniques. Great, amazing techniques. What happens if I read the techniques once? What happens if you ask me about those techniques three months later? What do you think is going to happen if you ask me? I don't remember. I just wasted. What, what happens? You forget. I forget. Exactly, Anna. Right? Exactly, Monica. So I just forgot the six hours of investment that I put into that book. So one more time. When, when you purchase this course, the Monterey Organization, right? It's not, I already went through that, through the modules. Okay, perfect. Tell me in order the five pre-qualifying questions. Tell me in order how many times you should follow. Give me a seven-minute presentation and right away tell me objections one, three, five, and seven. And then backwards, give me objection eight, six, four, and two. Can you say that? Uh, and you say no. Well, then, then you don't. Then you don't have the skill yet. You have the information here. And look at Ivani laughing, right? You have the information, but you can't use that information. Yeah, I have all the information. I already purchased the course, right? Having the gym membership doesn't make you fit. But by the way, and if you and, and you might be fit today, but if you stop going to the gym tomorrow, what happens? Just stop being fit. So perpetual, and I'm gonna want to write that down because I like that, that that just came right now. All right. So the gym, okay. If you stop, if you stop, okay, the gym, you won't be fit anymore. It's the same thing with the skills in real estate, got it? So this course right here is for you to never stop. Let me go back again. Let me go back to module number one. Oh, I need to master module number seven. How many of you have a seven minute presentation? How many of you can teach the objections, right? That's the mastery we're looking for. It's true, but how do we do that? Through repetition of the same information. So right now I'm studying again, never split the difference, the seven tactics, right? Because I forget them. Persuasion, another great book, right? Persuasion, an amazing, amazing, amazing book by Robert Cialdini. But I forget them. So I need to go back and study them again. And I do the same notes. I create new notes over and over and over and over again same book now 
one of the books that I highly recommend to you guys, The 80-20 Principles of Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall, my own coach, my marketing coach. Highly recommend that one. I don't know how many times I read that one before. Same information, but over and over and over again. All right. So I think I have some comments here. Audio says, okay, once a week, very nice. Okay, so that one do you like? Very good. So Audi says once, very nice book. I believe you're saying I never split the difference, Audi. It's an amazing, amazing book. Uh, what is the name of the last one? The 8020 principle. Let me see. The 8020 principle of sales and marketing by Perry Marshall. I'll tell you right now. Perry Marshall, 8020. I'm gonna show it to you right now. Very technical. Okay. I highly recommend you buy both the audio. First, you like the audio, then you buy the book, the Kindle, so you can highlight it. So 80-20 principle, principle by Perry Marshall. There you go, right here. So it's this book right here, uh, right here. There you go. Is it this? Yeah, perfect. So let me show it to you right here. You can take a screenshot if you want. I'm gonna share it with you right here. There you go. 8020 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall. All right, let me make it a little smaller. It highly, highly recommend that book. I suggest you buy the audio first, then the Kindle or buy both at the same time. Don't be cheap. It's your your investment. It's less than a, a good meal, all right? All right, so let's continue right here. Let's see, I think I have some uh, comments right here. Very good, Carlos, I like it. Intentional learning, study something as if you were going to teach it. You know what, Carlos? I, I think that, that's an amazing point. So I, I, I would say I only know how to apply it if I can teach it, right? I think I'm gonna have a, uh, a phrase like that. I only know if, you know, I, I truly know it only if I know it, if I know that I can teach it. I might, might create a phrase similar to that, all right? All right, so uh, let's see right here. So let me continue. Anna, I know you have some questions. Uh, I'm gonna go through those questions. Let me finish those things right here and then I'm gonna go into your question because I know it's Thank very, you so very much. and appeals to a lot of people, all right? So Anders, I know you had a question from last week. So if you want to come up a little bit after Anna, I'll answer those questions too. So I'm going to go a little bit quicker because we're only in step number two. Let me go and third one, the fourth one right here. And then we're going to go into your questions, guys. So let me at least have five more minutes of this. And uh, perpetual student, massive action, massive action. Uh, Daniel and I have a term called seminar junkies i see so many agents going to so many seminars and reading so many books and going to so many courses but we need to take action meaning what we need to reach out to clients we need to start applying what we learn massive massive actions uh action what what top agents or we've identified identified top agents have is that they do not care what others think or if they do, it doesn't stop them from taking action. The reason most people don't take action is because they're scared of what other people might think. Top agents don't care. 
Top agents, how many emails top agents send per week? How many postcards? Oh my God, these people are unstoppable. Can you stop sending me emails? They do not care. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe, right? So low producing agents are always thinking about what their client or other people might think, preventing them from taking action. Top agents do not care, do not care. And if they do, at least doesn't stop them from doing what they have to do, right? So massive, massive action. Fortunately, we are not surgeons, right? Meaning that if we made a mistake, and I said it in the, in the past retreat, right? Anna, if I make a mistake, and I think you were in the, in the, you were in the last retreat, right? And I was uh, making a joke. And it, if we make a mistake with a potential seller in a listing presentation, what's the worst thing that can happen? I don't get the business. That's it. I didn't kill anybody. Nobody's going to jail. That's the beautiful thing. Take massive action. You're not hurting anybody. And you see Marco laughing. It's the truth, right? We're scared to take action. Nothing is going to happen. Now, nothing is going to happen if you don't take massive action. It's so simple, guys. But so many low-producing agents are so concerned with what clients might think. Now, some people say, I'm a perfectionist. Perfectionist, okay, equals or is it's a synonymous, right? Perfect, per, um, perfectionist means you're insecure. Got it? You're insecure because you're hiding behind that. I'm a perfectionist, right? Not to take action. Take action, make mistakes, right? the top performers, the top companies in the country, on the world. Now it's, it's all about taking action. Now, Amazon, the largest company in the world, they have the three Fs, right? Fail, fast, forward. That's the motto. I want you to fail. And at least every single week, fail, 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 fail. Because it's not that they want them to, they want you to try different things. It's not about failing, but the more things you try, the faster you get to the solution, right? What's the motto for Facebook? Break things. You're going so fast that, hey, listen, you're going to break things. It's going to happen, right? You got to go fast. Speed. It's key to your business speed all right so we see that in top top agents they're very very fast and they execute you know massively also they're massive lead generators massive lead generators they are constantly talking to so many people they've generated so many leads that they're only talking to people that are truly 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 ready to take action right now as a result their energy level it's very high. Why? Because they're engaging only with people that truly want to take action right now. The reason we spend so much time with very low quality leads is because you only have a few. If you had a thousand leads, would you be following up with those leads that are truly not qualified right now? Most of the problems in your business will be cured with more leads. 
quality delete. So I have, uh, through the past two years, I, a year and a half, I developed this concept, right? It happened to me after 20 years that, that, that I saw it, right? I wanted to get to a level of salesmanship that the last thing you do is follow up, right? In the traditional sales environment, they say the, break, the breakdown happens where? On the follow-up. Most salespeople in real estate in, in, in every industry, the breakdown happens on the follow-up. They generate the lead and they do one or two follow-ups and then they stop. The, break, the breakdown happens there. Now, I, I, I've been able to see a much higher level of salesmanship where actually the opposite happens. I want you to get to a point where you ever, never, never follow up. You see that concept? Go talk to your broker or to a coach and tell them, Orlando Montiel said that I need to get to a level that I never do follow up. They'll say I'm crazy. I'm telling you, I've experienced that through the years and I was able to see it for the past year and a half. I saw, I saw it. I got to a level where I, I generated so, 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 so many leads, so many people interested in the product and service that I'm only doing business with you right now, right away. If not, I respectfully retreat. I don't have time for to call you tomorrow or the day after. When you're ready, you call me. Got it? And that's where I want you to get to, that we have so many leads and the way we communicate with other people has so much value. Hey, listen, I want to do business with you. And if not, I'm sorry, I got to go to the next conversation. I Listen, mo most likely you are not there yet. I'm asking you to follow up, but that's, where, that's, your, that's the vision. That's the goal. Does that make sense? Do you ever imagine Dr. Oz making a follow-up call? Of course not. You didn't show up for that appointment that you set up seven months ago. You're done. You're out of the list. I don't have time for you. And you see Danny laughing. That's where we want to get to, guys. All right. So very, very, very important that. Now, relationship builders, we've seen that. And that's, that's obvious, right? We've seen the top real estate agents not only selling properties, but developing relationships. Are you developing relationships? It's not only about growing your database, which is the heart of your business, but strengthening the relationship with those people. So what are you doing in a weekly, monthly, or quarterly basis to strengthen the relationship with the people in your database? A database has very little value. The value is in the quality of that relationship. Does that make sense? So we've seen that those top agents have a lot of very good relations. So if you're new, to the business, right? Well, you start developing two, three, four, five relationships. And after a while, you'll have 20, 30, 40 relationships. Got it? All right. So let's go a little bit quicker so we can answer your questions. Team builder, team builder. That is one that every single top agent has. They build teams. You can't, you can't have a business without a team. You just can't. Because 100% of your income comes from 100% of your effort, right? 
the top agents in the country, they all have what? This thing in common. They have a team. Do you have a team, right? So number eight, the master the sales skills. What are the five sales skills? Anybody can mention, anybody can mention to me in order the five sales skills. Oh, look who's here, Mr. Daniel Montiel. Uh, there you go. Say hi to my brother and boss, Daniel Montiel. There you go. How you doing, guys? <laughs> All right. All right. So we are ready to answer some questions, Daniel, but I'm going through the 10 uh, habits of top real estate agents. So we were mentioning right now the five sales skills. So you have access to a very powerful coaching program, right? 16 modules. There are five, five very important sales skills. Those are the core to your business. Can you mention those in order? You see? Now you have the information, but information has no value at all. That's for free. You can find that information for free in Google, like Domingo was saying, right? Now, knowledge is different. Now you know that the five sales skills are pre-qualifying, following up, presenting, handling objections, and closing. That's knowledge. Now you know it. But now the skills comes from knowing exactly how to pre-qualify, how to follow up, how to present, how to handle objections, and how to close. That's what you're paying for in coaching, right? And I need you to go through those, mo mo most, those modules like Carlos said, like if you were going to teach it. Like if you were going to teach a class on sales, if you go to any company, banking, pharmaceutical, cars, of course, real estate, insurance, there are five sales skills. They teach you how to pre-qualify, how to follow up, how to present, how to handle objections, and how to close. That's it. That's it. All right? So next skill, so we can go to the questions. Next skill right here, right? I'm going to give you two more and then a bonus. Delegation. We talk about three things, Daniel. First, ask yourself, can I eliminate? If I can eliminate, what do we do? Automate. Automate. Exactly. And if we can automate, then we? Have to delegate. We have to delegate. So top agents, what do they do? They delegate most of their work. Three things they don't delegate, it's? Knowledge. Knowledge. conversations. Thank you guys. Very good. Specialized knowledge, marketing and sales conversations. Very good guys. All right. But top agents delegate everything else so they can what? They can leverage their time. And finally, they have a lot of persistency and consistency. They do not stop, right? Uh, what other people think of them is not relevant. They do what it's necessary to grow their business. So I'm gonna give you two more bonus questions, uh, uh, points before I go into the questions. Exercise, I've noticed that uh, not all agents, all right, that are top producing agents are uh, exercise, but it's, it's becoming a more common trait. And uh, even if you are not a top producing agent yet, exercising, right, nobody will argue that will give you the endorphins, the stamina, the mental clarity, the oxygen, right? A lot of benefits that will make you more productive, right? It also creates the discipline. So uh, I've seen that in more and more agents, health, 
exercise have become part of their routine and daily routine. And finally, money management. So what I want you to do is to take out your phone, take out your phone, and I want you to take a screenshot of this first page. I want you to take a screenshot of that page right now so you can have it with you, all right? And see, okay, what am I lacking here? In the scale from one to 10, right? Where am I in terms of each category? In the scale of one to 10, where am I, right? In each category. And then I'm gonna give you the next page, the other two plus a bonus, all right? So where are you right now in terms of delegation and persistency? Where are you in terms of exercise? Where are you in terms of money management? So last week we talked a lot about money management. Uh, it's key to real estate agents. It's not uh, common sense for real estate agents to manage their money well, all right? We're not gonna talk about money management today. If you want me to talk about money management uh, next week, I'll be more than glad to talk about money management. You know what? Next, next week's topic, I'm gonna make it about money management because it's extremely important. And we don't talk about money management enough. We are all, always talking about selling more properties, generating more leads, you know, online marketing, et cetera. As, when I say us, I'm talking about the industry in general, right? So next week, I want to give you a, a briefing um, on money management, which is very, very, very important. So I'm going to go to the questions. I think Anna is here. Anna, say hi. I know you have some questions, all right? So if you're, and then I'll go to Anders, all right? We have at least 20 minutes to answer questions. So please go ahead. Hello, everybody. Um, I got three listings. So most of my life, I've been working with buyers or with developers. So I kind of knew for this. The first thing I did, I hired this company and I took good pictures of each listing. Some of them staging because it was not nice, messy with the tenants, drawn pictures. So they gave me a package and I, everything is in the MLS. They did a very nice video tour with a YouTube link with the drones and everything. And also they gave me um, a web page for each listing. But it's almost do it yourself. After they gave me the pictures, I had even to ask somebody else to help me to put together the, the, the web page and everything. So my question is, now that I have all that material, so nice, what do I do with it? Like, how can I promote this? I am willing to pay if it's Facebook, to get more leads, maybe direct buyers. One of my three listings already got, uh, in a few hours, is getting into a contract because the sellers are signing. So- is it a, Are they houses or condominiums? Condos, all of them in the same area, the same price. Okay. So ha has been a little hectic for me because like the same realtors, maybe they were showing all my listings at the same time. Since okay. they were very similar. Mm -hmm. So, um, my question is for now and also for the future. Okay. When I have all that material, where do I upload the web page of the listing, the, the video tours, like to bring more? The realtors see that in the MLS, but let's say. Yeah. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three points. Please write this down when you have a listing. Number one, understanding what sells a listing. Understanding what sells a listing, what sells a property. And underneath, I want you to write down price. And then under price, MLS. Right? So 
the only two things that will sell a property, it's number one price and MLS. So Anna, you don't have to do anything else unless you want to get leads. But for leads, you can use that, but also you can use a downloadable, seven steps to buying or selling or, okay? Or you can use that one as a hook. The thing is using a property as a hook limits that person only to that property. So for example, let's say it's a 3-3, three, three, the apartment, right? But I'm not looking for a 3-3. Three, three. I'm looking for 1-1 one, one or 4-4. Four, four. Or that apartment is maybe a million, but I'm looking for 5 million or half a million. So I don't like to use properties as advertisement because it limits the rich or interest of the people. In order to do business with somebody, I first need to get their attention. A property will have very limited attention. Why? Because I need to get the attention of certain people with the characteristics of that property. So your question was, how do I sell those li listings, right? Very simple, guys. Number one, get the right price. And I'm going to give you an example of why. Number two, put it in the MLS. You're already doing that. You don't need to do anything else. Oh, what about the website that they created for me? You don't need to do anything with that. I'll give you an example. Give me one of those condominiums. Where is it? The price and the, uh, and the, uh, the, 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 the bathroom. 50 Biscayne, the building. And Perfect. the price 475, it's a 2-2, it's a corner unit, and right. it's the one with more activity, and I already got three offers okay. today, I'm going to show it again, but most likely tomorrow is the deadline for the offers to be read by the seller and sign one of them. All right. So here's what I say, you don't need to do anything else unless it's a house usually and you want to get more seller's leads, all right? Why? Let's say, Anna. I'm a buyer from New York and I want to buy a two to four to $500,000 budget in downtown Miami. Where's that building 50 Biscayne? Yes, downtown. In downtown Miami. And I see you pay thousands of dollars, right? You put a full page color ad in the Wall Street Journal. But not only that, you put it in the New York Post. Right, so you put it also in Ford and in Ford magazine and The Economist. So I'm waiting for my first class, right? Uh, ticket and plane to leave New York. I'm in LaGuardia. I buy The Economist, Forbes, New York Post, watch uh, uh, Wall Street Journal. I open the first page, and what do I see? Your 50 Biscayne 4522, and I see it in each and every single of this, every single uh, publication that I bought. Wow, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Then I sit in my first class seat in American Airlines. I open American Way, which is the American Airlines magazine. When I open the magazine, look at what I see. Your advertisement in 50 Biscayne, 224, oh my God, that's the one that I saw in the newspaper. That's the one that I want. I land in Miami, MIA. I buy the Miami Herald while waiting for my luggage. Open the first page. What do I see again? Your listing at 50 Biscayne. Wow, I have a driver waiting for me. And when I leave the airport, I see a huge billboard. You know what I see again? <laughs> Your, I'm just exaggerating so you can see it. Right? I, and I tell my driver, take me. And by the way, the billboard says 
50 Biscayne, 450, 22 corner unit for sale, open 24 seven. I tell my driver to take me there right away. I get to your property. I haven't seen any other property. And guess what? I like the property. This is exactly what I was looking for, but I haven't seen any other property. Am I going to put an offer without looking at any other property? Most likely not. Most likely, exactly. Most likely not. So what am I going to do? I'm going to buy, I'm going to call a listing, a buyer's agent. I'm going to ask him to show me comparable properties and then I'll make my decision. So the agent went through all this fancy marketing, thousands of dollars, when at the end, the buyer, it's going to make the decision based on the comparables. Yes, it's a corner unit. Yes, it's 450. Yes, to two. Yes, it's what I'm looking for. But if I see something similar, all right, I'm going to make a comparable. And then I'm going to play, but I'm going to write an offer, right, based on the comparables. At most likely, I'm not going to put an offer on a property if I haven't seen any other one. What's in the market? It's very unlikely. So you don't need to do anything else. What you're doing is the right thing. Now, when you have a house, now that's different. You want to do as many open houses and yes, postcards. Postcards is not to sell the property. Open houses is not to sell the property. Open houses and postcards is to get more sellers leads in the same area. So Anna, you did exactly what you did, needed, especially to get the professional pictures. That is very, very, very good. Be careful. I don't know how much they charge you for the websites. I know they say it's included this was in the service. I did, I did too much. I did too much. I, I could have done half of that and I would have the same amount of phone calls from the MLS. That is my point. So be yeah. careful, guys. You all need the first thing you said, which is professional pictures. We all need that, guys. That's important. All right. It gets their attention. But the website and all of those things, uh, they, they are not going to generate more traffic. We need the pictures for the traffic in the MLS. Yeah, the realtors didn't even check the video tour in the MLS. Right, right, right. So at that point, I realized. Exactly. Now, right. So for that, congratulations for the listings. Congratulations for the, the pending sale, potential pending sale right now. So you guys know it, all right? You need to put it in the MLS at the right price. So how do we get the right price? We need to talk to our clients in a daily basis, guys. I'm sorry, in a weekly basis. Every Monday, we should have a conversation if we have not been able to sell the property. The only reason you have not been able to sell the property is because of the price. No, but it, the thing is, it's in bad conditions. It's not selling not because it's in bad conditions. It's selling because it's not the right price. Let's say the property is at $400,000. No, but it's in bad conditions. What about if you list it, you lower the price to $10,000? Is it in bad conditions now? I'm just exaggerating. I'm just trying to make a point. It's, not ne it's never the condition. It's never the location, right? It is always the price. There's always a right price for any product. Anna. I got this couple who was so excited and so with so much fear that they may lose the unit that they, they presented an offer and yesterday the broker called me and he said, I'm sending you again the contract with 10,000 above the asking price. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The market is crazy. Yeah. The market is crazy. So now it's even, now it's even easier, all right? So Anders, I know you had a question before we leave. So we have at least eight more minutes to answer. Please go ahead and... All right, um, I'll try and be uh, brief here. Um... I, I think I'd sent you an email when you're still on vacation. And, and honestly, yes. last Monday, um, I got the impression you had actually read the email because what you had spoke to last Monday addressed a lot of my issues. 
Um, and firstly, just writing you that email helped me put it in writing what my issue was and helped me already kind of get down a path towards figuring it out. So I'm very new. Um, I'm not really doing business yet. Uh, you know, I've been diligently with the Monday meetings and, and things like this. I'm in that zone of where I'm kind of overwhelmed and a little bit dizzy of the number of things I've been learning and tracking and, and all of this. And so I've been trying to just remain calm and, and focused, right? Which is a challenge for me. I've diagnosed ADHD for 20 years now. Okay. So um, I had initially gone after uh, social media advertising. I have email automated uh, campaign going through Octopus Agent. It's been great. The website, honestly, through Octopus Agent has been awesome. Um, it's very professional and it, I never could have done that remotely on my own. So this has been great. So that's moving, right? I Low quality leads through social media. I had a limited budget, which is part of the issue. I knew that. So I was kind of dribbling out money for a period of months and I realized it just wasn't working. So I kind of switched that budget, saved a little bit and actually put out my first postcard campaign to four buildings that I'm targeting in my, in my territory, uh, four mm -hmm. condos. Um, now, now I've hit essentially a budget wall and now I'm faced with a bunch of excuses for kids, other things going on. I, I can give you excuses all day long for why I don't have time and money. Right. And so what you said last week about, you know, no time, no money is not an excuse. Right. You know, I thought about that. Um, and I went on the SBA website and put that information in. I'm going to go down that path. I uh, talked to somebody close to me and borrowed $500 so I could mm -hmm. keep my postcard campaign going. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, your answer was going to debt and I didn't like that answer. My wife didn't like that answer. Yeah. Um, however, uh, it was kind of what I needed to hear mm -hmm. to, you know, keep this marketing going. I'm, I'm dead in the water if I don't keep the marketing going. Right. And so, um, uh, I think in the email I put, I have extremely limited resources for time and money. Your answers last week were very helpful, um, even though it wasn't what I wanted to hear. I know. Um, <laughs> then, you know, and then in the meantime, actually, along with what Anna was saying, you know, I've been trying to think of, well, what can I do that won't cost me money in the meantime that will help me progress? And one of them is I created a YouTube uh, channel, but I haven't been doing anything with it. So it's easy enough for me to do content more, uh, pieces on my territory right. um, and get material up on the, it's, it's something that can be very productive, keep me focused, help me build that information. But, you know, uh, my, my question really was, you know, if I really am in kind of a, a corner here in terms of my limited resources, um, am I... I have the experience of talking to people. I, I'm a homeowner. I, I, I'm comfortable going, jumping from chasing uh, renters to sellers, right? So that's why I made the decision. I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to do this postcard campaign, get it going. Focus so here's on the that. thing. Yeah. With, with the, uh, with the uh, postcards, it's, it's actually way more expensive than social media. And I'm not saying right. one is better than the other guys, all right? Right. Uh, there are no, I, I agonized over this and I really listened to what you have been saying in terms of, but it's one of the more effective, mm -hmm. you know, even as a homeowner, I, I, I analyze the postcards that I get. I save some of them, I'll look at them and then, I, you know, before I throw them away, just to see what other people are doing, how they're doing it, engage how much they're spending on it, things like this. And then my challenge is I don't have listings, so I can't do the the regular postcard, you know, uh, schedule of the of the of the of the messaging, right? 
So I had here's to tweak that a little bit, but here's the thing, because we have four more minutes and I want to make sure Anna has a comment for you, but I also want to make sure, remember, all of them are good. The thing with postcards is passive. We got to wait for them to reach out to us. So, you know, it's, we, we need a much larger budget, but it gets, because it takes time with social media, we know who, take, who took action and I'll pick up the phone. Anna, you had a comment. We had three minutes to go, so. Yes, it's very affordable and I didn't realize until the other day with the web page this company provided me mm -hmm. and I had to ask help to put it together. The web page gave me a QR code. So I print the flyer of the listing, has the MLS, everything, but it has the code. I asked the association to put it in the mailing room and they agree, maybe not many buildings do, but I'm talking about buildings of 600, 500 units and mm -hmm. everybody goes and pick up their mail. So when they see my sign, they grab the phone and they can do the, the scan and get all the information of the listing versus spending on printing and mailing the postcards. So I just did it in my home with my printer because the building allowed me to do that. If you leave nice postcards there, it could be that another realtor, not very polite, will grab them and put them in, in the garbage as well. Yeah, usually it doesn't happen, but it might, it might, it might happen. But this was awfully affordable. Yeah. It looks very kind of high-tech, even though I am not. Yeah, so next week, Anders, I'm going to go again, and, and hopefully you can be here. You're almost here every single week, but I'm going to go through through the money issues you guys face. It's not only Anders. I know most agents go through that financial issue, and I'm going to go through that, including, you know, when to get into uh, into into debt, et cetera, and, and why, all right? So I'm going to go through the cheapest ways of lead generation through the most expensive one. But at the end of the day, Anders, my message is, so I got to go to the 11 p.m. a.m. My message is you need to be in contact with people every single day. I would go back again to social media, even if it is quote unquote not working because at the end, postcards are going to be more uh, expensive. I need you to speak uh, to be speaking to buyers and sellers every single day and through postcards, that opportunity is very limited. All right. Okay. You got so it. I want you to go back to, to the part of social media. All right, guys. I've started, I've started the postcard campaign, so I'm going to keep at it for six months. But there, I will, there you go. I, yes, but I will go back and, and start putting some more into that social media again. Very good. And one okay. does not cancel the other. All right, I guys? Get it. So yeah. big hugs to everybody. Hey, questions, please put them in the forum. I'll be more than glad to answer them for you. Until next Monday, have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. Remember the difference between information, knowledge, and skills. Skills is what happens after we've seen that information thousands of times. Go back here, start watching the modules again, like if you're going to teach it, like Carlos said. We got to you guys. For those of you who we're going to see on Thursday, I'll see you on Thursday. Get See you Thursday. So, get to the event we have an event it's already sold out guys so for those of you what event don't worry about it it's already sold out but for those of you who are going because you have the ticket remember please get there on time we're closing the doors on time because it's going to be full usually six to 70 people outside the door are left because they didn't get tickets we have no more space it's already sold out get there on time see you on thursday <music>